Thank you for joining us as we continue our study of the Western Wall. The Western Wall is central to Jerusalem and Judaism, not just because of what it represents, but also because of its location. Today we're going to consider the question, what is the Western Wall? The Western Wall is a retaining wall. That definition is short and concise, but it does not clarify the issue for many people. Let's consider a hypothetical situation. If you want to build a normal-sized house that you and your family can live in, would you want to build it on the top of a pyramid? Of course not. The pyramid comes to a point the house would fall off the top. But what if that location was so important to you that you had to find a way to solve the problem? You could cut off the top portion of the pyramid and make a level area. You could build your house on that newly developed flat area. Of course, the top part would need to be much bigger than your house is. If not, when you open your front door, you would be staring down at a very scary drop-off. So you cut off enough from the top of the pyramid to make room for your house and some extra to spare. King Solomon built the first temple at the top of Mount Moriah. The mountain is not particularly high, but it is a mountain. According to Josephus, Solomon had to level off part of the mountain before constructing the temple. When King Herod rose to power a thousand years later, he wanted to enlarge the temple. Now, when we refer to the temple, it means more than just one building. There's the temple proper, but it was surrounded by several smaller buildings, and there were courtyards. Herod enlarged the temple and the courtyards and made a huge portico. Solomon's royal portico, or, or royal stoa, was a huge covered porch supported by regularly spaced columns. It was over 600 feet long and had 50-foot pillars. Solomon had already leveled off part of the mountain. But Herod's additions, which were larger than Solomon's buildings, required a larger temple mount. He needed more room than what existed at his time. Let's go back to the pyramid model. So, you already cut off part of the top of the pyramid and you build a house. If you decide you want to build a second house on the top of that pyramid that you've leveled off, what can you do? You can level your house and cut off another large portion of the pyramid to make a new level surface but that means you lose your present house. If you just cut a portion of the pyramid top off where your house is not located, you'll have more level land, but you will not have the houses on the same level. Another option is to build walls around the pyramid, fill in the spaces with dirt, and now you have a bigger surface area at the top. This actually makes the pyramid wider and enlarges the level surface on the top. And this is what King Herod did. King Herod built walls on the western, northern, and southern side of the Temple Mount in order to enlarge it. This resulted in valleys between his walls and the mountain. He then filled in the gaps, the valleys, with soil and stone. The walls that he built are retaining walls, and they retained or held in all the soil and stone they used to fill the new space. The wall that is on the western side of the Temple Mount is called the Western Wall. If you're standing outside the Temple Mount and facing the Western Wall, you are facing east. This wall is, a sig is significant not just because of its great historical and archaeological significance, but also it was the closest wall out of the four walls in, surrounding the Temple Mount. It was the closest wall to the Holy of Holies, the location of the Ark of the Covenant. The Temple itself stood on the Temple Mount, on the Temple platform. The gates of the Temple open toward the east. The holy place was at the rear of the temple, at the, at the western end. 
So the western wall was closer than the other walls to the Holy of Holies. When people pray at the western wall, they are as close to the holy place as they can get. The temple, obviously, is the site that the Almighty chose for His presence to dwell. This is the holiest site on earth. But we presently have no temple, and our ability to visit the Temple Mount is severely restricted, at best, to just a few hours each day. So for generations, people have gone to the Western Wall to pray. It's reported that during the times when we were not allowed into the Old City, people would go to Mount Zion so they could see the Western Wall from a distance. This was the case during the years between 1948 War of Independence and the 1967 Six-Day War. Hundreds of years ago, many Jewish people around the world longed for an opportunity to pray at the Western Wall, even if only for just a few moments. But that was not an option. During the years that the British ruled over the Holy Land, people would risk imprisonment to go to the Wall to blow the shofar. We address that thrilling adventure in our September 23, 2022 podcast entitled Rosh Hashanah Part 6, The Sound of the Shofar During the British Mandate. Most people in the world will never get the opportunity to pray at the Western Wall. For the majority of those who do get to the Wall, the Wall represents the closest they will ever get to the site of God's temple. Some think that the Western Wall is only a retaining wall. A retaining wall? Yes. But only a retaining wall? No. It is much more. The Wall is the world's connection to what will be the house of prayer for all nations.